Hello, everyone, and welcome to Trico Tidbits. That's the show with the terrible name, but the terrific guests. <laughs> My name is John Yacoub, and I'm joined by Brian Yeats. Uh, we will be serving, by the way, as president of the Tri-Counties Association of Realtors in the year 2021. Uh, Brian is a real estate broker, and he owns OnGuard Property Management. Now, Brian is also a Marine veteran and served in Desert Storm. Brian, how are you today? What did I miss? Hey, doing great, and thanks for that introduction. Uh, no, I'm looking forward to this. I know that we've got uh, some great discussion going on, and, and certainly something that not only the public, but our uh, our licensees uh, need to know about that would be helpful for them. Because uh, I know that things have been challenging and also we got questions during these uh, COVID periods. So appreciate it. My pleasure. So, and you know, if you've heard our show before, you know, I like to uh, attack people uh, at the outset or just ask them <laughs> questions about their life. So, you know, they say, uh, they say once a Marine, always a Marine. Do, do those habits stay with you that you developed? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, it's going to be different with each person, but I think for the most part, uh, you know, you're remembering the, uh, the discipline that you remember some sense of order stays with you. Uh, but certainly there's a lot of pride in having served uh, both for your country and, and also uh, just the things that you've accomplished in helping our citizens to really appreciate what this country's uh, founded on. So yeah, it, it definitely sticks with you. Uh, awesome. It does stick with you, it sounds like. And then, so if I were to walk into your house and try to bounce a quarter off your sheets, would that, would that work? Or <laughs> has, 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 that, has that relaxed a bit? I'll say it's relaxed a little bit. I still make my bed, but, you know, not quite that precise. Yeah, let me know before you come over and I'll make sure that I, I fix it just right. Yeah, I'll, I'll let we'll you know before bunk inspection. Um, excellent. <laughs> so, and, and then, so my next question would be, so you, you served and thank you for your service. Afterwards, what was behind you getting involved in real estate in general? What were the circumstances? Yeah, it was a real interesting time. I uh, actually, right after Desert Storm, I had I had about a year left in school. I finished up and uh, came home. My wife and I, who had been uh, dating long distance, uh, I was in Oklahoma. She was in California. We got married six days after I graduated in 92. So came out, I was studying psychology, but uh, in a nutshell, to actually do counseling, and I was looking at marriage and family therapy, you had to have at least a master's and sometimes a, a PhD. And so talking with my mom, who was in banking and some others, they said, hey, you ought to check out being a loan officer. And that's how I got into real estate. I, I started out in the mortgage end of business and then uh, eventually worked my way into real estate sales and, and uh, property management here in the last about seven years. So it's been a, a fantastic progression. And of course, uh, that's how I, I had my intro into the uh, industry. It's not something that, you know, you, you sit here and you say as a kid, hey, I want to be in a real estate agent or a broker, uh, or at least I didn't. I didn't raise up in the family, but I've really enjoyed the industry. It's, it's fantastic. It's obvious you enjoy the industry with the energy you put into it. And you ended up, uh, as a real estate agent broker, you ended up being in family therapy anyway, because you're, you know, you're going to have to do that with your clients in this market. So, yeah, yeah. Excellent. No, it's very helpful. Of course, uh, you know, we do, when we're working with our clients, uh, there's no doubt that being able to uh, listen, assess what needs are, being able to work through and navigate through some of those challenges uh, obstacles in order to make sure that, uh, you know, homeowners, investors can get what they want. And of course, 
trying to make this uh, something that they can really enjoy for the future is, is great. It's very rewarding, of course. Yeah, very rewarding. And you, are, I mean, you're a business owner. You actually operate multiple businesses right now. So, and that's in the private sphere. What got you involved in the, the organized side of real estate, getting involved with the association and, and uh, on multiple levels? Yeah, I actually was uh, working my business one week. This is about five years ago. And I got a call from the association uh, executive officer. And she said, hey, do you uh, want to kind of see the other side of the business, which I didn't have a clue. Uh, and they invited me to go to what we call Legislative Day, which is uh, going up to Sacramento. The Realtor uh, Association and party, uh, we actually talk about different legislation proposed legislation, as you know, and, uh, and we talk with our, uh, make alliances with or, or just talk through with our uh, assemblymen and uh, senators about different bills that are coming to the, the forefront that either might help or hurt homeownership. Uh, and of course, uh, it's great to just be able to collaborate on that level and, and after seeing that, uh, I just saw, you know, we, we really may, need to make a difference uh, for our communities here in the, um, I'm in Walnut, but of course, this includes Diamond Bar, you know, Chino Hills and, and many other cities around us. And uh, in order to represent the, the community, we need to really be involved in the community. So uh, that's a reason that I uh, continued after having been introduced to that. All right. So it's a, it's a means of serving the community. That's great. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. And so I want to talk a little bit about something that's been affecting the community. Uh, you've got a unique vantage point on the COVID-19 crisis, you know, having a property management company. How has COVID-19 affected that, your business, the rental market? Well, what are you seeing right now? It's really interesting. First of all, I've been very fortunate that uh, of my tenants, uh, they seem to be doing well. I mean, there's uh I know that other property managers, landlords have had uh, more of their tenants who are, maybe they've lost their jobs or they've, they've got fewer hours uh, because of COVID. Maybe they are restricted to what they can do and aren't considered essential and working full time. So that makes it challenging. But as you know, uh, John, laws are in place that allow that we can't just simply evict somebody for the sake that they're not paying their rent at the current time or a full rent. Uh, there are certain things that we have to, uh, to go by. But specifically, I think right now what we're seeing is there's a great number of people that either they might have to adjust their budgets, uh, they might be looking for something that's more affordable. Depending on other laws and stuff, you're seeing some people that are moving into different areas or possibly out of state. So those type of things are going on. Uh, and of course, you've got landlords that they're also hurting. You know, they, they, uh, I think the assumption is that you own a, a real estate investment property, that you must be rich. And therefore, uh, if you miss some payments, then you'll be fine. For a lot of these folks that are our clients, that's their livelihood. That's their bread and butter, their income. And that's hurt them as well. So I think, um, you know, definitely this has had uh, a toll on both. Yeah, no, I mean, we see that toll really uh, just expressing itself in multiple mm -hmm. ways in our economy. So, and sure. actually to pick up on something you said, you know, one of the big changes that COVID has brought about would be the, 
the regulatory measures coming from the uh, the governor of California, Gavin Newsom. Now, since you're on the ground, if you wouldn't mind sharing, you know, are you seeing the these new regulations of smoothing things out? Well, I think that um, first of all, if if the landlord or the property managers have systems in place, uh, like for instance, communications, especially with the tenants, I think that things can flow almost as naturally as they did before. At the very onset of COVID. Certainly there were challenges because, you know, our tenants were afraid to let anybody in, even if there was a repair or something that needed to be done. Uh, Now, of course, I think that there's a lot more comfort. Uh, People are okay with uh, our maintenance crews coming in and and taking care of issues that need to be taken care of so that they can live without something lingering, you know, so that's been really nice. Uh, I don't think that there's really been too much interruption. Otherwise, I know that you know, we talk about on both real estate sales as well as rentals. When you have a property that's available, we can't do open houses where we have a tremendous traffic flow into a property with, you know, a, a great number of people at the same time. In the same token, you could hold something simpler uh, or similar, excuse me, where, as you know, you can schedule appointments maybe 15 minutes apart and that kind of thing. So you could have a great number of families that could act or individuals that would go through and see a property, whether for rent or for sale, that I think can be done. Of course, we've got to submit a form that says that we haven't been exposed to or had any symptoms for uh, COVID. But otherwise, I'd say that things have been pretty much the same, maybe a little bit more intentional in the way that we do that to protect the uh, health and the rights of both the prospective renters or buyers, uh, but also those of sellers and landlords. So, and yeah, I, I can I can certainly see what you're saying about the intentionality. Is there people are more conscientious about what they're doing in this market? Absolutely. And, and so that I, my last question would be uh, would be kind of a chance for a, for a plug or you know whatever you might say. But let me ask. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's say you've got a tenant. Uh, who's in a tough position or a landlord, uh, there might be some disagreement or, or just too much silence. I, I mean, what, what's a good place for them to start in, in resolving that issue? I'm sorry, I, I missed a part. Did you, were you talking about if rent hasn't been paid or are you talking about just on uh, a relationship, if you could clarify? Uh, not a problem. So yeah, exactly. I mean, I mean let's say if, uh, if rent hasn't been paid or like you mentioned earlier, maybe there's a question of during this COVID uh, uh, pandemic, entrance to the entry to the property but what's a good place for to start to start correcting those those misalignments between landlords and tenants yeah uh, well first of all uh, I know that this is happening with or should be happening because we're receiving communications as property managers on behalf of the landlords uh, that we have to actually send out uh, different notifications to the tenants of of what's what are their rights in terms of Let's say, uh, again, if they're not able to pay rent or they can only pay a portion of rent, that they, first of all, they reach out to us. We need to be able to open the lines of communication. There is no threat there because, of course, if, if there is uh, obviously a reason COVID-related that they can't make the rent payment and so forth, then we, we have under law that uh, we need to be able to assess, okay, uh, just keeping in communication as far as how long that that extends out, but also they have up to 12 months uh, after the COVID period uh, restriction uh, that they would be able to pay back the rent that had not been paid. Mm-hmm. So uh, 
for those that can make payments that are still essential or working uh, or have the reserves, et cetera, that you know, they're not gonna be putting themselves into financial duress. Uh, certainly they are encouraged, not just by us, but also uh, by the law to make their uh, payments to the landlord. Uh, but at the same time, uh, tenants do have rights and of course they wanna uh, just reach out. We're just making it clear to them that if you're not uh, breaking any of the other lease terms and so forth, in other words, if, if you're not, uh, uh, say like if there's no pets allowed or something and, and they do bring in pets without authorization, if they are causing a nuisance among their neighbors and so forth, or if there's some type of a felony that occurs uh, that is, you know, as of their fault, uh, these could things be things that, yes, they could be evicted. There is a, a, a different process that's uh, required. It's no longer a three-day notice. It's uh, up to a 15-day notice. Check with your attorneys, by the way, uh, for all those terms. But, of course, there is the opportunity to correct the situations prior to it actually going to an eviction uh, process. So, but, but just being in communication, first and foremost, crucial for both parties. Uh, and on the landlord's side, if you don't have a property manager, you definitely wanna be talking to your uh, attorney about what are my rights, what has happened uh, with the new laws and so forth, that I'm not doing something I shouldn't. Because if I do, and if I put that upon the tenant, something that's not allowed, I could be fined uh, several thousand dollars. So I wanna be very careful of that and in, in what I can and can't do. All right, I mean, sounds good. You hit two incredible points there uh, as well. It's uh, want to open those lines of communication. And the other yeah. one is talk to your attorney because I, I understand these things can be different based on the city, the county. It can be really uh, exactly. complex. Exactly. All right. Excellent. And now, Brian, for the for my last trick, so to speak, uh, I do have uh, I'm going <laughs> to spring something on you here. I'm going to share my screen. And if you can deliver your best uh, dramatic, subdued, however you'd like delivery of this quote, I would be appreciative. <laughs> All right. Yogi Berra. So keep trying. Stay humble. Trust your instincts. Most importantly, act. When you come to a fork in the road, take it. All right. And Jerry, Yogi Berra. Yeah, there's the man. Well, so Brian, I really appreciate you taking the time to be with us today. I appreciate uh, your service to our community and to the association. And I, I hope to have you on again soon. Yeah, great. I, I really want to encourage, again, landlords and tenants alike out there, our, our licensees who are practicing in property management, Use the uh, resources that you have, your attorneys, et cetera. These are times where you don't want to, you know, make any assumptions. Definitely wish everybody well out there and uh, great health uh, during this period. Thanks for having me, John. I appreciate it. Thanks for being here. All right. Have a good one.